Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. Thank you so much for being with us here on the program, this special edition of Tell Me Your Story, as we bring you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true with our special guest, a returning guest to our program. Love to have her on the program to talk about a wide variety of uh, different issues and conversation that that we have on this program. It's really kind of cool to to talk with, uh, well, I can say she's a visionary. Uh, she's an energetic healer. Uh, she is also an intuitive guide, a transformational healer, actually, spiritual teacher as well as energetic master. Find out about all of those things and then some in our subject for today. A welcome back to the program, Lumaria. Thank you so much for uh, rejoining us here on the program, Lumari. Oh, thank you, Richard. I'm so happy to be here with you. Thank you, thank you. We've stayed in touch over the uh, last few years uh, as we began our uh, journey through a particular work that you have uh, put out, which we can talk about as well. Uh, and basically, it's Stream of Consciousness, and it's basically how to discover the 12 hidden frequencies of creation, activate your higher calling, and uplift our world. And uh, obviously, all three of those are extremely important in, in uh, this uh, host's uh, humble opinion, uh, in terms of making a difference in the world, in terms of giving my life, our lives, meaning and focus and so forth. So uh, we can talk a little bit about that book as well, uh, as well as the extraordinary coaching for uh, the uh, visionary in each one of us, those of you who are listening. Are you ready to step into your uh, <laughs> greatness and be your true self? That is a, a tough one for a lot of folks too, isn't it? It, it really is. And the thing about it is, is that with certain ways of looking at things and certain ways of clearing things, you everybody really wants that. And most people are intimidated by it. Mm. They're actually intimidated by their own greatness. And we can say that that is, you know, a major conversation on our world. Doesn't matter what continent you're on, right? Right. It's like who you are is a, is a whole conversation. But shining that light of your greatness, if you imagine, like I have a good imagination, so I can imagine every person on this planet sharing their greatness. All of the other stuff that's making people crazy is going to go away. Mm -hmm. Because people aren't rebelling against themselves, they're bringing that forward. I mean, that's a party you want to be invited to. Yeah. Now, you also have a work called Akashic Records. We have uh, talked to you at length about Akashic Records. As a matter of fact, that was probably one of our early uh, conversations is collective, uh, keepers, a, yeah, collective Keepers of Divine Expression, uh, Akashic yeah. Records. Um, and I want to just touch upon that just a little bit, especially when it comes to uh, the aspect of... Um, what I encourage people to do, of course, during this decade of perfect vision, the 2020s, going within and listening to that still small voice. I'm not sure if that is the path that we would uh, access the Akashic Records, and you can help us to, to uh, better understand how we do that. But the bottom line is, isn't it all about getting to know self, both the light and the shadow side? Well, it is, and when you talk about the Akashic Records, so for people who don't know what the Akashic Records are, it is a collective 
of wisdom keepers. So divine beings who collect and enjoy the wisdom of the universe and they bring it together in ways that we can access it. And so that's their that's their gig and they love it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's part of it is about us as individuals, part of it is about the cosmos and how things come together, part of it is about like how planets and stars interact. It's all of that wisdom. Now for us as humans, most of the time we just want to know about us. <laughs> right. And that's okay, right? So then you go in and you ask about your being or what things may need to be healed or how you can move forward in the world and and be more whole more brilliant more um i actually want to say self-absorbed but not the same way everybody else says it right it's not it's not narcissistic no yeah it's like the divine gave us gifts that is something that is brilliant and for us to go well i don't know it's like i it was in another conversation when we were laughing and i said that's like dissing the divine yeah right like the divine gave you these gifts and you go well maybe you know maybe later uh, what's for dessert right no <laughs> it's like oh, these are your gifts bring them forward that's where you came yeah and the, the Akashic Records can help you with that. And in accessing any and all of these energies, you want to be connected with yourself. Mm-hmm. And and all of you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like you want to embrace all of yourself. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but again, it can be for some... Um, it can be a very anxious uh, uh, process because uh, some people don't want to, for a lot of different, and usually it's fear, uh, don't want to access uh, that part of them because they've done everything they can over the years to try and forget all of that stuff because it's it was so traumatic. It was so difficult to go through in the first place. Well, in some some if if you're looking at trauma, then you can collect a whole fabulous room full of trauma. And then if you're looking at all the things that you have done that have been helpful, uplifting, caring, inspiring, fun, it's probably a bigger closet. Mm. Yeah. It's probably a bigger room. Yeah. Now, because the things that hurt us seem to be much more dramatic and and it attract our attention, right? Yeah. We forget all of the things that we have done in our own lives that are really good and that have helped the world. Pick up a piece of litter in the in the parking lot. You help the world. Yeah. You it, know? Yeah. And and naturally we want to have it even bigger. Yeah. We want you to be expanded and grow and, and use all of your gifts. But re- remember, it's all important. You know, that's interesting too. We tend to sometimes to discount even yeah. the littlest of things like picking up that litter from the ground and we don't think really, eh, it's just, I'm, I'm just doing it because I'm being a nice guy, nice gal. Uh, I want right. to have the place cleaned up. I don't think of it in the grand scheme of things that I'm actually 
helping and or changing the world. Yes. But you see, all of it is little steps. Hmm. All of it is. Even the people when we look at who are the people who are, uh, who we look at as leaders or visionaries or, or people who are helping us change the old paradigm, right? It's all little steps. No matter how much money goes into the charity that's helping X, Y, and Z, it had to start with a phone call. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Lumaria is when with... Um, go oh, ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. When you look at like people like Steve Jobs, whatever you think about Apple in its own right, mm -hmm. it was an idea he had. And he kept on having the idea and taking those steps and bringing people together. And he created systems that we never would have had. Yeah, yeah. And that was from listening to that still small voice. I, I'm, all, I'm, I'm always impressed. I'm, I'm not an Apple person. I don't have Apple products, if you will. Uh, I right. prefer PCs because of the color scheme. It's to me like playing in cartoon land because I grew <laughs> up with Warner Brothers and all of that other stuff and a Barbera. And I like that. Whereas uh, uh, the Apple products, the colors are more faded up. But that's and that's just me. <laughs> now, that seems yeah. like a silly reason to stay with non-Apple. But that's my reason. And, you know, I don't have to justify it. That's just. That's just, oh, of not. you know, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. We're talking with yeah. Lumari. Uh, Lumari.com is the website. We encourage you to go there. She's got a couple of other books we're going to talk about here in just a couple of moments as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. And we hope that you will take the time to go within and spend that time five minutes a day, if that during this decade of perfect vision, the 2020s. We're also giving you choices and knowledge of those choices here on Tell Me Your Story uh, to um, help make your dreams come true. We're looking for those new ways of living. Lamari is going to help us uh, to maybe find some of those new ways through the work that she is doing, uh, sometimes through the work that she's doing with you. And you can certainly get in touch with her through her website, which is uh, lumari.com. That's lumari, L-U-M-A-R-I.com. Another one of the works that you've put out is the voice of creation, experiencing the language and frequencies of creation that uplift and heal our life just by speaking them. And it is Alawaska, not ayahuasca. Okay, that's a whole nother conversation that maybe oh, we'll have we'll have that another day. But this is yeah. alawaska, and it has to yeah. do with the voice of creation. Now, explain to us first of all where the word comes from and what it means. Okay, so alawaska is the original language and vibrational source of creation. So when you think of creation and you think of the Big Bang and all of those other things, there was an initial blast. Mm -hmm. I like to say it was laughter. Like I like to say there was the divine who I imagine as goddess said, oh, I want to create and she laughed. Mm -hmm. And that's where everything came from. <laughs> Not a blast that blew things apart, but something that created laughter in the world. What Alawashka is, is that initiation that first spark of consciousness where consciousness in a way separated itself into many awarenesses. So while it is the wholeness, mm -hmm. right? 
it also is many different awarenesses and that's how you can create when you have many different awarenesses and, and people would say many divine things many particles however you want to describe it but the language in the being of alawashka is conscious so that means that when you speak words in the language of alawashka it is what it says it is which is brilliant when i first realized i was channeling this many years ago and i was having that conversation it's like oh you say this word and actually the vibration of that word is present wow so there's a word in alawashka it's sima sima means joy when you say the word sima joy vibrates so it's active language instead of our language describes things right mm -hmm. this language creates things oh wow so what so you're saying is, is if, if we learn this language then we can even we have a, an even greater shall we say power uh, of manifesting those things that we want in our lives. Yes. But and the one thing about it is that it is all positive creation. Okay. So you talk about joy, you talk about love, you talk about freedom, you talk about, you know, heartfelt embrace is a word called mati and it's heartfelt embrace, which is another word for love, but it's a bigger word than love as far as I'm concerned. So if you imagine you're, you, you say the word heartfelt embrace and a heartfelt embrace reverberates as far as it can go, that's creating with words. How does that uh, work, if it does, with the concepts uh, expounded in The Secret when it talks about uh, the, the law of attraction? Uh, because one of the things that was brought to my attention was uh, that uh, it wasn't brought into consideration what is best the highest for the highest good for that individual it's like the ego is I want a new car I want this I want that and right. I want to attract those things into my life and uh, yeah would there be things that I, I would like to have in in my life in terms of the material stuff sure I mean who you know we all because we live in the material world yeah. this is where we live but yeah, that doesn't doesn't necessarily mean it's for our best or highest good. Uh, what about the that that um, uh, balancing act, if you will, or is there even a balancing act? Uh, what about that, those two aspects? I'm glad you asked. No, I'm glad you asked that because it's so fascinating when you get into the depth of it. Mm -hmm. So that word, okay, and working with Alawashka and these frequencies, there's many different intelligences going on. I'm using that word just to be able to describe it. Mm -hmm. So there's the one intelligence where those energies of creation know you. Obviously, you're part of creation, so creation is going to know you. Right. Right? So it also knows about you. Like, where is your energy? Where is your higher self? Where is your vision? Where is the brilliance that you have come to bring forward, whether you can bring it forward or not, is a whole other conversation, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So that then when you're saying the words, those words, those creations are aligned with you already. So you don't have to change who you are 
to feel that heartfelt embrace of Mati and call it forward. The universe knows you and knows the energies of heartfelt embrace that will be beautiful for you at this time. Now, three weeks from now, you may have grown and expanded and you know, traveled the world and come back and now that word Mati for heartfelt embrace has a different vibration. It's still that essence and yet it's related to you in a different way. And so it isn't the words and the creations in Alawashka are not negative, they're not controlling, they're not manipulative, they're not exclusive, they're not separating, but that's creation in, in the bigger way. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's just so gorgeous. Mm. Well, I, I know that words have power. And we choose the words that we choose for a particular reason. It's not mm -hmm. willy-nilly uh, in spite of what I was uh, told by some, specifically in the, in the realms of politics, uh, who say, oh, come on, Richard, you're being naive. It's just politics. They don't really mean those words. And it's like, uh, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, hold, could, you want to back that up just a little bit? Why are they saying those things? Well, because they want to get elected. Well, then there is an intent there. There is a reason why they're saying those things negatively against the other person or positively about themselves. So you can't use that argument with me that oh, they're just it's just politics you know words have power and when we think about it especially for example in this country in particular from the christian perspective the bible in the beginning was the word was the word well what was the word and it just says was the word okay right. they don't tell us okay where in webster's is it uh, it's from a to z in English, I can't find it. I don't know what it is. And and I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, that the Alawashka concept, if you will, uh, helps us maybe not to know the the word. The word was God and the word was with God. Uh, mm -hmm. But it gives us that manifestational, creational aspect within ourselves because we are... We are creators because we are part of creation and we were created to create, right? Mm -hmm. and, and when I look at it, so it's difficult to use something that is non-denominational with something that is denominational. Yeah. So I will take, I'll take that and I'll kind of separate them out. Sure. But the words in Alawashka create, in a way it's creating in a neutral place. Mm -hmm. meaning mm -hmm. that anything you attach to it, any intention, any trying to change it, you actually can't because the vibration of it is pure and it will not change just because you want to say something and try and create it to your own needs. Mm -hmm. So now mm -hmm. if we're looking philosophically at that conversation mentioned in the Bible, that would be something we would want if the universe was created with a word. Mm -hmm. We would want that word to be pure without manipulation, right. without condition, with, without segregation, without manipulation. We want that to be pure divine creation. And when we look at ourselves, because we talked about this a little earlier, and you look at all of the 
the the different things that we put in our categories good bad i don't know maybe so right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like if we're bringing that pure creation of our soul and our being out into the world that's what makes change for ourselves in our world mm-hmm. that's what inspires people yeah Alawashka is the title of this particular book we're talking about. We're also going to talk about another one of her works, Stream of Con- Streams, plural, Streams of Consciousness, yeah, as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and we're talking with Lumari. Lumari.com is the uh, website, and we hope that you will go there. We will be linked to her website, so please uh, check out the work that she is doing. As we continue here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for for a new world. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and this is uh, uh, an exciting program that we have here with Lumari. She's returning to our program for probably the third or fourth time, and I'm sure she's going to make a number of guest appearances as guests here on this program in the, in the future as well. We, uh, we were going to go in a particular direction today, and I'm going to have you remind me of that <laughs> path uh, we will talk about streams of consciousness okay let's hold that for another another segment here in the program but uh, talk to us about the the focus that you'd like to look at today for those who are listening to the program and the one thing i you and i probably would agree on is that whatever it is that we're talking about the people that need to hear it they're listening well that's beautiful well one of the things that i'm creating right now is of course called Create and Activate Your Bigger Vision. It's coming out in October, in the middle of October. Mm -hmm. And what this is, is a six week course where I'm inviting people to actually create their bigger vision. So for me, your bigger vision is beyond who you are right now. Mm -hmm. And that could be scary to some, and it could be exciting to others, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, Right in this moment, we know all about ourselves. We know everything about ourselves that we can possibly know. And there's more. Ah. And there's more of your soul. There's more of your gifts. There's more possibilities in your life. And most people don't have access to that. They don't see that. Even if they're looking at, like, maybe I could be a. That's even not big enough. Like your job, your your purpose is goal-oriented. Your calling and your bigger vision is visionary. That's when people play. Mm. That's when they look and they go, I need to create a community that does whatever. I need to help these people. I want to, I'm, you know, 75 years old and I want to be a singer. And I don't care because I have a voice that's going to rock the... You know, the cosmos out there. I mean, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Bringing your gifts and your vision to life. And that's what the course is about. And I'm really excited about it because we have so many things in this paradigm that we have the power to shift. Yeah. No matter what anybody else says, we have the power to shift it. And it's huge. You know, I've often asked the question, it was years ago when I was doing this program and I wanted to have something um, unique uh, that was about this program. It was the three final questions that I asked my guests. And it used to be, one of those questions used to be, how powerful are we? 
And yeah. every time I talk with people, and it's kind of the reason why I stopped asking that question, I put in a, a new one there, is because every time I talk with uh, guests here on this program and they, they share where, they're, where we as a species are and where we're going, it's pretty plain to, hear, to see and hear we are infinitely powerful. Not yeah. finitely, but infinitely powerful. And yet somehow we have been distracted. We've forgotten. I, I don't know what the right word is, and I guess it doesn't really matter. But we're starting to, shall we say, remember. We're starting to access that. We're starting to flip the circuit breakers on, as it were. Yeah. Yes. Well, and that's the, the, the paradigm that we're in right now. You see, everything from the past. What if it doesn't matter anymore? I, I know it actually sounds really crazy. Uh-huh. What if it doesn't matter? Mm-hmm. What if whatever state you were born in, what if you didn't get your driver's license? What if you never went to college? What if, what if, what if, what if, right? Because right. uh-huh. there's a billion of those out there, right? Mm-hmm. What if today is an opening for you and an opening for our world? Yeah. So I have a, a summit that I think I talked to you about, which is called Visionary Leaders Lighting the Way. Mm-hmm. And I've interviewed 20 people to get different impressions of what they think a visionary leader is. Because right now we have a paradigm of what leadership is. It's the guy in front who's telling you what to do and you go do it. <laughs> yeah. Basically, right? Well, what if it's not that? What if we can change that? See, knowing your bigger vision, your energy, embracing who you are, then you look there and go, well, okay, we don't, well, why does a leader have to have followers? Why can't we all come together and look at it in a different way? Yeah. Why does it need to be just this? And, and I am really clear I don't have the answers. That's what excites me. Yeah. That's why you have those questions, Richard. Because you're not looking for the answer. You're looking to engage in that question of what that question is going to lead us to. Because it could be more than one answer. Yes, I hope so. Because there are 8 billion people on the planet and we, right. don't, we don't all eat the same things. We don't all drink the same things. We're not in relationship with all the same people. Uh, we don't all drive the same kind of car. We don't all live in the same kind of home, whether we own it or rent it. Uh, yeah. and, and the list goes on. And that's the thing that's so brilliant about this time for us yeah. is that we can create the shift. Every person on this planet actually has a dream of what they thought this planet was going to be, where everybody would get together and we would create things and we would make sure the planet was taken care of and we could all express ourselves in beautiful ways and come together and whatever family looked like there was love there and appreciation and everybody was supported and the sun was beautiful and the rains came and all of that good stuff that's we all have that Mm. and then stuff happened but if we say that that's the old paradigm and we can create from that space, we can create anything and make it really supportive and community-oriented and yeah. compassionate and generous and open and embrace so many different kinds of things. Mm. I'm not one who listens to only one genre of music. Yeah. 
I'd like to listen to different kinds of music. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want some leader somewhere telling me that the only thing I could listen to is 1950s rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> it, it has its appeal for a period of time, but, you know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know? And it's not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just. No. We like the diversity. Yes. We like the diversity. But, and that's where we're here. Yeah. Look at this amazing world. Yeah. We're talking with Lumari. We're talking with her about uh, the work that she is doing, the, the classes, that, the courses that are available through her website, lumari.com, L-U-M-A-R-I.com. We hope that you will go to her website. We will be linked to her website, so please take the time to, to go there. As we continue here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. I'm here with Lumari, who is uh, sharing with us her insights on how we can transform our lives. I think I want to use that phrase rather than improve ourselves because in that process of yeah. transforming, it's, it, uh, as a matter of fact, I was uh, in a conversation with someone uh, some time ago in, in one of these programs and uh, I was talking about how, you know, we want to change our lives. And they said, you might want to change that word from change because if you change it, it can be changed back. Whereas you might want to use the word transform. It's a little bit more shall we say, permanent or forward thinking maybe is, is, is the concept. And I, I kind of thought, you know, that's, that's probably a good idea, you know, because again, words have power and yeah. what we choose to speak. And sometimes, it, would you say, because I was going to say, well, because sometimes even the words we think, and a lot of people say we don't have any control over our thoughts. And I'm, I'm just thinking, Really? <laughs> now, there is, a, I suppose, there's a certain element of truth, because I know people who, for example, teach meditation, quiet your mind, you know, and almost push aside your mind's, you know, monkey mind thinking and all of that stuff, the, the, the jibber jabber that's going on in, in your head. And I like to look at it more, uh, Lumari, from the standpoint of... Um, I'm going to talk to my mind and I'm going to say, hey, look, uh, you are a very valuable and important element in my life. However, right now, I need to spend this quiet time listening to that still small voice, uh, being quiet, calm. I need to relax. I need to rejuvenate and so forth. And when I'm done, I will come back to you with what I have gleaned, or I, I actually grokked is a much better word. <laughs> For those who have not read Stranger in a Strange Land, read it and you'll know what that yes. means. And I will come back and we will have a great time. Okay? Yeah. Rather than saying, will you please shut the heck up? You know, kind of thing. Yes. Um, well, you see, and that's honoring yourself. Yeah. So, and I agree, because we have, because of different sciences and different conversations, all trying to help us, mm -hmm. they put categories on different processes. So if you're standing up for yourself, well, somebody's going to call it ego. Well, there isn't anything wrong with your ego. Yeah. There isn't anything wrong with your mind talking a mile a minute. You may want to have conversations and say, oh, wait. Because sometimes your mind is so brilliant, you go, wait, wait, 
would you repeat that, please? <laughs> I, I want to hear that one again. And then there's another time I was like, oh, no, not that again. Can we skip this one today? Yeah. <laughs> I heard that one already, right? Mm -hmm. You know? And, and standing up for yourself, some people would call that ego. Uh, you know, the ego is not bad. There isn't anything in those categories that's bad, but how we use it could be. Yeah. If uh, you're strong in your being and you use that strength to overpower other people, that's not so conscious. Now, what I have found in recent weeks and months in my life is that I stand up, I, I speak my mind, and yet what I am expressing is then judged by someone, someone else who is also trying to speak their mind. And it's like, you know, I almost want to say, you are not even hearing what I'm saying and where I'm coming from. And, and I try to rephrase it and I try to put it in a different perspective. And all I'm doing is saying, look, um, matter of fact, I was actually challenged about my mistakes. And I said, I have never made a mistake in my life. I have learned. OK, my I've had experiences that I have learned from. And there's a big difference between making a mistake and having learning experiences, which to me is what education should be about, not pass, fail, A, B, C, D, E. It should be about getting it. I remember my brother and I were walking in the desert one day um, after a family reunion and uh, this, this Elks Lodge down in uh, Coolidge, Arizona, or between Coolidge and Florence, uh, mm -hmm. about 60 miles southeast of uh, Phoenix. And we were out there walking, and I was chatting with him about some of my insights. And I was 33 at the time. And uh, he says, well, geez, Richard, it's about time you got it. And I turned to him and I said, Mike, it's not about when you get it. It's about that you get it. And that's kind of where I'm coming from. Now, that statement that I made to this other person about not having made any mistakes didn't go over real well. No, of course not. You know, but that's <laughs> That was where I come from. And some would say, oh, well, someone who might be listening now who's a Christian say, you mean to tell me you're not a sinner? Well, that all depends upon what you mean by that. If I have turned my back on the light, yeah, you might say that, but I haven't. That's the whole point. Now, have I lived my life the way you think I should live it? Probably not. Okay. Most likely not. <laughs> Most likely not. Because obviously they already have preconceived notions of what you were supposed to do. Yeah. And and you didn't, like my joke to the universe is, well, I didn't get the outline. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I didn't get the outline. You were supposed to send me the outline before I got here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like, because when we're in that space, so... I think one of the gifts that we can have for each other is listening and, and attentive curiosity. So this listening to what someone's saying with attention and curiosity. Forget what you think they said because you can ask them again what they mean. Yeah. And you don't have to agree with them. But no matter what somebody's saying, there's something in it. Yeah. 
But if you're really quick to snap and go, well, you're like one of those, right? Yeah. That's a box you're putting yourself in. Yeah. Yeah. I know you that. Know? Yeah. I mean, you have brilliant things to say, Richard. So somebody looking at it go, well, I don't, I don't like that. What? What? You, you never made a mistake in your life? Well, you know, who do you think you are? Like, I am Mr. Mistakeless. That's who I am. Yeah. And again, it's all about the words that we use. Yeah. And and I, I honestly believe that that to me, if you if you want to use the word sin, from that perspective, fine. I still say it's turning your back on the light. You're not looking at it. You're not following your intuition. You're not listening to that still small voice. And I love the passage from the New Testament. And again, all of this comes because of my upbringing as a Catholic, Roman Catholic, uh, and, and reading the Bible a few uh, dozen times, where it talks about Jesus performing these miracles and his apostles, his followers are just like, wow, you know, kind of like watching Kreskin do incredible magic tricks. And man, that is so, can you teach us to do that magic trick? Well, you know, I don't know. I can't, my magician's never supposed to reveal his, his secrets. And actually, his response was basically, and I paraphrase, it's not King Jimmy here, uh, this stuff, <laughs> you kidding me. You think this is great? You guys and gals are going to do greater works. And my personal philosophy is that the greater work is what you are about, and that is transforming our lives. That's, to me, the greater work. And... and this is the perfect time for this yeah this is the perfect time we have so many opportunities i mean in our very day mm -hmm. um anything that you do you can shift to a higher frequency mm -hmm. anytime mm -hmm. you say thank you i have a practice i have lots of different what i call practical practices when i say thank you to someone i look them right in the eye so they really know I mean, thank you. Mm. That the vibration mm. of thank you goes from my gratitude and appreciation out through my being and my eyes to them. Yeah. And they mm. get the thank you. Not thank you. Right? Yeah. Because that might be the only two words I say to them today. Who knows, right? Yeah. What a gift that is. That is how powerful we are. That you can open the door for someone and change their life. Yeah. And we have no idea the impact just those two words yeah. could have for that person who has been feeling like nobody cares about what they're doing. And you come yeah. across with, thank you. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, somebody is showing some level of appreciation for what I'm doing. Exactly. Hey, you know? And that's a transformative moment. Yeah. And naturally, you know, Richard, I, I do lots of spiritual work and lots of energy work and healing and clearing and opening vortexes for people to play in and explore. And that may not be something for everybody. Right. And I totally get that. Mm -hmm. and, and I work with CEOs and I work with all of us who I call regular people, right? <laughs> you know, because we don't have that, like, ex all those credential stuff with us, right? right? right. But I work with all different people like that. 
to open to their greatness, to be who they really are, to shift into their bigger vision. And sometimes it really is about doing really small, important things. Hmm. It's like one of my clients, I, we created a little ritual for them in the breakfast because she has three girls under 14. Her husband and she sit at breakfast together and they go, thank you for being in my life. I really appreciate that you're here. What would you like to say this morning that's going to make us smile? That's their ritual at breakfast. Mm. And every person says something. Everybody's listened to. Nobody talks when you say it. Everybody's appreciated and shares appreciation and love. I think that's great. Lumari is my guest here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, as we continue talking about giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. We're here Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. with our special edition of Tell Me Your Story, and we podcast the programs on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Amazon Music, and so many other locations, and... We are also on YouTube. That's right. You can watch these interviews as you continue to check out. There you go, a little wave there from both of us. <laughs> I hope that you will also go to Lumari's website, lumari.com, L-U-M-A-R-I.com, to check out other works uh, that she is doing, courses, and all of the good stuff that's available for you. We're here transforming our lives and the lives of those who are listening, we hope. We, we feel that we are, uh, if you're listening to this program and you're enjoying it and you'd like to uh, uh, support us financially, we would greatly appreciate that. We have a PayPal account for your security as well as ours. All you have to do is uh, go to PayPal and say you want to send and put in my email address, richard at richarddugan.com. Boom, it comes straight to me and it goes to the work that we are doing here on Tell Me Your Story. And thank you, thank you, thank you to those who have helped and thank you, thank you, thank you to those who will help. And we uh, also want to talk about Lumari's other book here as we continue here, uh, talking about the work that you are doing as a visionary and, and all of the other illustrious things, streams of consciousness. Basically, it's the ancient secrets that are now revealed. Discover the 12 hidden frequencies of creation. Activate your higher uh, calling and uplift our world. Yeah. When we think about uh, the streams of consciousness, I know that there's, a, there's this one aspect of, of for, uh, someone giving a speech or someone sharing at an event, uh, whether it be uh, a gathering of Toastmasters, which I, I uh, used to be a member of, which was such a blast, or maybe you're a member of AA. When you stand up in front of these people and you begin to share from your experiences, whatever they may be, that is considered a stream of consciousness. Is it not? I mean, we call it in this business of broadcasting, we call it ad-libbing. And everybody does. There is no script that I know of. <laughs> Let's talk well, we a little bit know. about that. Well, this, so the streams of consciousness, it's another Alawashka book. So it's channeled wisdom from the streams of consciousness and the masters of the streams. So way back in the day, when humans were on this planet and there wasn't all the organization that we have, right? Mm -hmm. 
they had the opportunity to directly connect with the divine soul to divine and what the divine ones noticed was that we as humans would get way overloaded we would bring in so much divine energy that all of a sudden the 3d 4d world didn't have the same impact didn't have the same life mm. so they got together <laughs> this is a short version mm -hmm. they got together and they created 12 different vibrational streams for humanity that would allow each of us to connect with that stream which is also a theme and then have a direct connection with the divine and be able to be more comfortable and be more aligned find more wisdom in that focus so it is like a vibrational stream of energy think of it like a light beam mm -hmm. that has mm -hmm. a tuning to it and each stream has a different tuning so one stream would be the stream of purity so purity when you think about purity it you think 24 karat gold yeah no debris no stuff thrown in it is like pure essence so anybody who resonates with purity they have a lot of different things that really excite them like they love it when it's like you they get pure wisdom or they hear a pure note or they're having a conversation and they know there's absolutely no other stuff that is genuine that person is resonating with the stream of purity mm. There's another stream called the stream of compassion. Now, compassion allows you to connect with other, not only in yourself, but also as a connection. So you know people in your life who they really feel for other people. They have that compassion. When something happens in somebody else's life, they're the one that does whatever it needs to do, whatever they can do to let that person know that they know and then feel that energy and that connection between them and that's really powerful and now purity and compassion don't feel the same they all are direct divine energies but they don't feel the same mm -hmm. so it gives you a whole other understanding of humanity so there's a stream of harmony and we were talking earlier about music right mm -hmm. yeah so when you of harmony like if you think of it as a quality there are many different notes all coming together to create something beautiful soft or loud high or low and when you think of harmony in our, our world you will know people who love a whole bunch of different things in their life mm -hmm. they're not picking one thing they want, oh, this group, they want this group, they like this food, they like this food, they like these people, they want to create this, right? It's a different focus. Mm -hmm. It's a different stream of energy. And each one of these streams, which is really amazing, and actually when you read it, it starts, the world starts to make sense. Which is really strange because our world never makes sense. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does not. But the world actually starts to make sense because you can look at it and you can go, oh, the stream of honor. Honor is being appreciative, respectful, caring, understanding, and honoring somebody. 
Well, if that if you resonate with honor, you might not understand somebody who resonates with compassion. Mm. Because you you look at what somebody's done and you say, you must give them their due. Look at what they have done for us. Mm-hmm. And the person from with compassion might be going, oh, look at how beautiful. It's like the energetically it's different, but it's from the same source. Mm-hmm. So each stream allows us to see and recognize those qualities in each other. Yeah. So if you have a mother that resonates with compassion and you have a father who resonates with honor, you're going to hear your mother going, well, why didn't you help them? And you're going to hear your father going, don't you talk that way to your teacher. She's your teacher, (laughs) right? And you could go, what? Right? And I'm just using like very straight examples. Mm -hmm. But we can look at the whole world like that. And the vibrations of these streams help us align. They help us align with the energies of humanity and actually come together in an understanding. And as you know, Richard, in my books, there is vibration in it. So as you're reading it, you start to feel the vibration and the buzz of each of these streams. Yeah. So you get to align with them. Well, I when t- I was writing it, it blew me away. So. <laughs> well, I tell you, that's another aspect of this too. These books have these books came through you, right? Yes. These books came through you. And so as such, it's one of those things that we all have uh, the possibilities within us, right? Yes. We all have those possibilities within us to bring forth these particular elements. These, uh, I'm, I'm... I'm endeavoring on a number of different fronts here. Uh, I'm, I've shared this on the program before, that I am working on writing my very first song. Ooh. And it is guided by uh, a book that was written by one of my guests who is actually going to uh, be on my program, Tell Me Your Story. However, I am going to be her guest because she has taken me through the process of her work that she has done through an odyssey of song. That's the title of the book. That's the title of the oh, work. Beautiful. And she is encouraging people to find and write their own song. Now, yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean they have to sing it or anything of this nature, but it's one of those things that... Um, can really make a huge difference in their lives and the lives of the people around them in terms of, uh, you know, uh, knowing the true self. Now, this process, I'm going to tell you right off the top here, it ain't easy. (laughs) It has not been... Uh, the easiest of uh, transformations or of of processes that I have gone through. Um, It's been a very challenging period in my life. Would I trade it? Nope. I would not. I would not trade it because it is one of those things that has 
allowed me to basically discover more about who I am and also learn how to stand on my own two feet, if you will. Mm. You know? mm, and that's that. not always easy. It is absolutely not. But it is essential for each of us to do that. Um, so, you know, that's kind of where I am in regards to this, this whole process of learning about self. And that's kind of what we're encouraging people to do. Um, yeah, and find the way that works for you. There you go. Without, without judging the ways that work for other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because what is also, we were talking about Alawashka, and, and obviously we've talked about three of my books already today. Mm -hmm. But like when you talk about creation, and, and I have said this before, no rose on that rose bush is the same as the other rose that's there. Nope. So you plant a beautiful rose bush, and if you look at every single rose, they are different. Same bush, different roses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Every year, different roses. Yeah. And you know what? If you have a really excellent sense of smell, which I'm told I do, <laughs> you can actually tell that different roses smell slightly different than the other one. Yeah. No two smell and identical. That's who, yes. That's but, who we are, yeah. Richard, isn't it? But that takes, that takes uh, a great deal of, I'll call it, discipline to be able to be aware of the differences in those aromas in this as we're talking in this case yeah it's not something now some people yeah okay yeah some people do come to it come by it naturally that's terrific you know but not everybody does and uh, that's one of the reasons why i'm so intrigued by all of this it's just it's it's just so much fun. It really is uh, to um, to go through this process and learn about self. We're talking with Lumari. Lumari, I'm curious, uh, is, is that your given name? No, that was my name given to me by Alawashka. Okay. And how long? Have, and I'm curious, uh, the, the, okay, we already know where it comes from, but mm -hmm. can you give us any more information about that name in terms of how it relates to you and who you are? Does, does, it, does it fit better than your given name at birth? Yeah, it does. And um, when I was, so there's different aspects of being a channel. And since I was one since birth, I just thought that's how your mind worked, that you would sit and have conversations with a whole bunch of different people in your mind. I didn't realize that nobody thought like that, like they only listened to their own voice and not other, they didn't have conversations in their head, well, what do you think about this? Oh, really? Oh, that's really cool. And when you do, like, that was my brain mm -hmm. growing up. So I was having conversations with Alawashka and learning and growing and understanding the universe you know, when I was little, right? And then one day I was sitting there and then it came like the more profound pay attention voice. Mm -hmm. And it said to me, Lumari, it's time now to bring this forward. And I'm kind of like, Lumari? And this, yes, that's your name. 
oh. And, and so I went, okay. And then it was, you know, described to me and I knew I was channeling and, and it was part of my process of writing the book and everything. And I said, well, what does that mean? And, it, and, she, and she laughed and she said, it means I dance among the star songs. Mm. And I was like, oh, I totally get it. Yeah. Right? Because I'm traveling in the universe, listening to the divine in different ways, cosmically connecting with different things. So naturally, I'm dancing among the star songs. I like it. And Ooh. I'm listening to them. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, that definitely describes me. Hmm. Very cool. And how early did you know that you had these, these wonderful gifts, whether it be uh, uh, in terms of your intuition, in terms of your visionary elements <laughs> and so forth, and your coaching? How early on in your life were you aware that you were here to serve in this capacity? I will have to say, I'm embarrassed to say it wasn't until I was in college. Now, I did all of this, right? Mm -hmm. So I would tell my, my little girlfriends, no, 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 don't do that. Your mother's going to punish you later. You, no, no, don't take that. Or mm -hmm. I would you know, tell somebody, no, be careful, you're going to get sick, so do this instead. Well, when I was five, mm -hmm. I was doing that. I was coaching people. I was saying all that stuff. But I was just allowed to say it. Right. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't anything. It wasn't until I was in college where I was, and I had always been interested reading about psychics and intuition and spirituality and hoping someday I would get there. And, and uh, <laughs> it was like, oh, <laughs> it just sounded so different in the books. Yeah. You know? And like there was the the main event of me knowing that was uh, when I was in college and I was dating this really cute guy and we were talking about spirituality and psychics and everything and he said well if you were a psychic what would you say to me right now <laughs> and I said okay I would tell you, be really careful tonight because your house is going to burn down and you need to wake up and pay attention to everything in the house. And everybody laughed and I laughed too. And then he came to school the next day and broke up with me. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, because his house caught on fire. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And, and he got everybody out of the house. Nothing happened to anybody. He remembered what exactly what I said, but... He's kind of thought I did it. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Yeah. So, but it was like, okay, a real shocker. But the other thing was, oh, you know, like a good thing I'm not dating him because he should have said thank you because I just saved his whole family because I got a psychic hit. Be careful. You know, I know that that <laughs> is. <laughs> that was the one that really made it very, very clear. Yeah. I have a Vedic astrologer friend. His name is David Hawthorne. And uh, he and I, we go back, God, gosh, probably 20 years. Uh, and it's really quite remarkable some of the things he shared with me. You know, in spite of the fact that he will not share a lot of the quote-unquote negative things. He, he just doesn't believe right. in loading right. people with that kind of stuff again it's kind oh, of like yeah, you got enough of that in this world you know 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's very interesting how all of this stuff unfolds like this, uh, and well, it's it is. frustrating. It too. was, yeah. Well, it was really like it, it shocked me, but then it flipped everything for me because it was such a shock. Right. It was mm-hmm. a shock to me also that he yeah. came and told me and I, and I was absolutely correct. But then it was like, oh, all of these things that are going on, all of this wisdom that I'm receiving and like in college, I mean, they used to call me weird when I was little. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was a compliment. Like, how cool is it to be weird? Right. <laughs> I'm a very optimistic person, so I thought it was really cool to be weird. Yeah. I didn't think they were, you know, saying bad things about me. I thought they thought I was really cool. Oh, you're weird, right? But uh, when I look at all of the different things, how that shifted me, because then I started to recognize, oh, I'm having conversations with angels. Oh, I'm having conversations with artists. I could ask those artists, how did they actually get that paint color that everybody's wondering about, right? Because I'm looking at, I'm in art school, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm learning all of these different things. Oh, I wonder what, and I would have, I always had those conversations. I just thought it was how everybody thought. Yeah. Because of that conversation, I realized that's not how everybody thinks. My mind is having conversations with 20 people at once. It's like we're in a party. And we're having conversations. And the divine is giving me messages and teaching me things. And so it opened me to so much. And it also opened me to recognize when to say something and when not to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a key right there, you know. No. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but you see, like my my gifts may be really, really vast, but everybody has that gift to connect with the divine and connect with their inner self. Everybody has that opportunity. Yeah. What is one of the the biggest lessons or I guess that's the right word for it. What is one of the biggest lessons that you have learned over the years uh, that has has kept you moving forward? Because obviously, uh, you and I are of the same ilk in terms of being optimists. I know I don't care how bad things get. Even when they declared the pandemic, I said, we have no clue as to what great opportunities are before us. So we, you know, we just don't know yet. And a lot of people actually did thrive. Uh, during the roughly year and a half to two years process. So what about you in, in terms of um, being bombarded daily by the, all of that energy, that negative stuff especially, uh, in terms of staying optimistic, staying positive? I, I am a person who asks myself questions. So I like to engage in that inquiry. So yes, part of me is tuning into the divine and being a receiver, right? Mm-hmm. That means that I am paying attention to messages. I am always paying attention to messages. And I don't let them slip by. So that's one thing that's very important for me. When the message comes, I make sure I pay attention, right? So that gives me vast resources. 
one of my favorite questions I ask myself in when it's crazy is I ask myself, where do you want to play? Hmm. It's a question that's very neutral, right? Like I'm not saying, what do you need to heal? Where do you want to go? What is your goal? What you know, like not that, right? Where do you want to play? And then there's that part of me that goes, ooh. <laughs> and it could be anything, right? Yep. It could be, oh, I want to create my next book. Oh, I'm going to do an album. Oh, I'm, I'm going to create a course. Oh, I'm going to listen to music for five hours straight. Wouldn't that be amazing? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, like, it's like, where do I want to play? Yeah. Ooh, maybe I want to bake. Ooh, Ooh. maybe I don't want to do anything and that's playing. Right? Absolutely, yeah. Maybe I just want to watch the sunset. Or because I'm in the Southwest and I can see the stars at night, maybe I just want to watch the stars. Yeah. I mean, that is, when I ask myself that, that gives me a place where I'm appreciating what's outside of myself and what's inside myself at the same time. Hmm. Because I have lots of spiritual practices that I do and ways that I coach people and teach them and all of those different healing processes. But it's also when you're in that moment, if you ask yourself, where do you want to play? All the other conversations go away and now it is about play. What is play? Exploration, creativity, fun. I'm with you there. Unknown. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, where do you want to play, Richard? Yeah. I, well, I'll tell you what. Right where I am right now is is uh, just fine with me. Uh, I I really have to say that that this is probably uh, one of my favorite places to play. Is this program doing these uh, doing these programs and these interviews? Now, you know, I I know that some people might think, well, gee, you're you know, really you, that's where you'd rather play rather than maybe oh i don't know your relationship or with your animals or to, well we we, <laughs> we all have our different focal points in our lives we've all some of us have have been able to and i know you have uh lumari been able to tap into and find your life's purpose and i feel uh through my father's wonderful advice of uh, you know, find a job you love doing because you're going to be doing it for a long time. Don't get stuck like me. Now, my father didn't stay stuck, but that was some wonderful advice that he gave me. And I was very fortunate uh, as I was growing up to, in a manner of speaking, either be led to or fall into the arena that I find myself in today. So, And, and see, with what you're doing... And where you're playing, it's a gift to you, and it's a gift to all of us. Well, I'm very pleased to be able to provide that gift to everyone who is listening by virtue of bringing this interview with Lumari to you and sharing this time with her. And Lumari, um, to me, this is, again, it's, it's all incredible, fascinating stuff. We are talking with Lumari. Lumari Lumari.com is the website. This is Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, as we are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices. To help make your dreams come true, a reminder that you, uh, we really encourage you to participate in the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s. We hope that you'll spend some time going with and listening to that still small voice and um, 
just sitting still and being quiet, you know, it's uh, one of the greatest experiences we can have. And I, I do that, especially with the weather cooling down. It's even better sitting outside uh, in nature. And here in Santa Barbara, we've got some beautiful parks that, you know, you can go to and, and just sit by the water. There are some that have water in them, believe it or not, and uh, just relax and, and enjoy uh, what's what's before you. And uh, I'm grateful for your giving us so much time here on the program again to share uh, from your work and your wisdom as well through the work that has been channeled through you, especially through the three books we've talked about. Do you have a fourth upcoming? <laughs> Not yet, but I will tell you, I have two other books just for people who want to have fun. There's a book called Living Inspired with Lumari. It mm -hmm. is called, and it is the art of living inspired, which is awakening, revelation, and transformation. And so it is how to actually work with inspiration, how to actually receive inspiration and live inspired. Mm. And then for your women listeners, I have a very fun, powerful book called Shopping for a Man. And it is a dating book for women. Aha! Uh -huh. And it is funny. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times women have a hard time dating because it isn't so much fun, and I make it fun because I tell you it's just shopping. Hmm. It's not. It's not <laughs> buying. It's shopping. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> well, as I and always do on this program, uh, I do ask uh, my guests three final questions and I've asked you this on every program and sometimes the answers change sometimes they don't uh, but I still put it forth uh, but as a reminder to our listeners please tune into our various broadcasts podcasts video casts uh, and uh, support this broadcast if you can financially we would greatly appreciate that so uh, with all of that uh, being said very briefly as we've mentioned it throughout the program uh, I will ask you those three questions if I may uh, but okay but I do want to I do want to mention my the summit that I'm having that's right? what I was just about to <laughs> say yay see how psychically in tune we are see <laughs> Absolutely. That? you go for it please tell us about this summit okay so I have a summit I have 20 amazing speakers and talking at all different aspects of visionary leaders lighting the way so you can go to my website and just click and ask me if you want to be part of it if you want to listen just click and and go there and what it's about is changing the conversation of leadership if we are visionary leaders and we are lighting the way how can we lead our world into peace and harmony and joy and connection and abundance and and beauty and grace and spirit and transform our world by being leaders visionary leaders not the paradigm of the past mm. but what we would create today and so the interviews are really conversations about what leadership is from people in different arenas so it could be spiritual people it could be business people it could be diversity people and we talk about it just to break apart the conversation and talk about the fact that we don't know yet and that's really fascinating for me being in the space of i don't know i couldn't agree with you more uh i think that the greatest most honest position that one can take on a spiritual level is 
agnostic. I don't know. I just, I just don't know. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out along with everybody else, but I don't know. Yep. So, <laughs> so, so the first of my three questions is, who is Lumari? Who is Lumari? Lumari is a light of joy. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you're doing now? I want to help create a positive transformation that uplifts our world and shows people and all life here that there's so much more beauty. And finally, what is your life's purpose? My life's purpose is to light the way. Again, Lumari, thank you so much for joining us on the program. We encourage people to go to your website, lumari.com, L-U-M-A-R-I.com. And thank you so much for the time you've given us today. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. It is always a joy and a blessing, and I am honored to be here. And I thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World as we give you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to lol.